If there's one thing we've learned about business and life, it's that people are the X factor. They constantly surprise us, both in amazing ways and not so much. We're Ben and Sia, and welcome to the Gnaw on This Business Bites podcast. This show is all about real-life things we all deal with every day, how they relate to business, and how to make some sense out of our daily chaos. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to another episode of Gnaw on This Business Bites. I'm Ben. This is Sia. And this week, I want to talk to you about something that is the bane of my existence. And that's what's known as the Peter Principle. <laughs> For those people who don't know what the Peter Principle is, it's people are promoted to their highest level of ineffectiveness. Their incompetence. It's being able to look at people and say, ah, right, they're unqualified at their, jo- at their job. They've been promoted to that point. Guess what? Those people are either going to sit there where they are the rest of their lives or they're just in a position where they're going to get fired. And I think the reason for this is we are hiring and we're promoting the wrong people. And when we do hire and promote these people, we're not training them, leading them, coaching them, and mentoring them in a way that's going to enable them to succeed. Let me be really succinct about this. And let's take sales, for example. You have a great salesperson. They hit it out of the park month after month, year after year. They're great with the customers. They understand the process. They understand your product. They're great at what they do. They bring in thousands, if not millions of dollars into your organization. So what do you do? You promote that person to being sales manager. Well, guess what? Now they're pushing paper. Now they're responsible to some VP of sales somewhere and having to do a bunch of reports. Now they're having to lead a bunch of people who they feel don't know what they're doing. And they feel that those people, because they don't know what they're doing, are affecting his commission or her commission. And therefore, we get to a point of micromanagement. We've set this person up for failure. We've set this person up to the point where they don't have the skills to transfer from being a great salesperson to a great sales manager because it's a completely different set of skills. So I think we need to talk about this. I think we need to gnaw on this because as a society, why are we promoting people and putting them in a position where they're bound to fail? And when they fail, everybody else around them fails. So Sia, falls in your court. Dude, you're literally told my life story. Like that literally happened to me, like 100%. And it was the darndest thing to experience and overcome. It was also, quite frankly, a, a big life learning lesson for me uh, was I realized, and I said it before and I'll say it again, there's a reason why I don't have children. And being a manager, especially a frontline manager, um, validated that even further. There ain't nothing more fun than to work with adult children, right? And um, 100% man got promoted. And I thought in my head, and this is something I will argue on why this keeps happening, is because I think we have this uh, propensity to assume if you hold an executive leadership title, you have therefore achieved success. You've climbed the ladder. Right. You are, you're taking it to the next level and you're somehow better or whatever, right? So I bought into that mentality of, okay, I'll be an individual contributor and my next logical step should be management, executive management, 
etc. And so when I did experience it, I realized very quickly, A, I don't have the patience or threshold to put up with bullshit. Oops, I say that out loud. BS. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I'm a people person, but I'm not a people like manager. <laughs> and there's a big difference between the two of them. One hundo, one hundo. And so I do think this whole Peter principle, you do rise to that level of incompetency. And it's not to imply you are incompetent as an individual. No. It is simply you are just being pushed into positions where it is not your strengths. You are not being set up for success to cater to your best way to contribute and provide value to the organization and also for yourself and your own personal career development. Right now, of course, if it's something where someone wants to strive to be a good manager, to work with a team and all that good stuff, and they want to develop those skills and, you know, keep going with it, then great. Give them the tools to get there. However, I see the more latter where you're a badass sales rep. You close out bajillion all the time. We think you could coach the others to do the same thing. That's totally two different skills. Um, it, it is. And we need to, we need to realize that we need to realize that just because somebody is a great salesperson doesn't mean they're going to be amazing at coaching other people to be successful. And it's not a transferable skill. More than likely the person who is a great salesperson goes, well, why don't you understand this? Because in their mind, they know everything. They, they're they having trouble, and a lot of people do, and I don't care if you're a frontline leader, a manager, a vice president, a director, or all the way up to C-suite. People are really good at what they're good at, and a lot of people are not very good at communicating with other people and teaching them how to do what they do. It's a very different skill. And great leaders are great coaches and great leaders are great listeners and great leaders are empathetic and great leaders understand that it takes a team to survive. And it's not about, you know, I've said this before, it's not about me. It's about we, and those people that are about we, and you know, and salespeople and a lot of other people are alpha dogs. They are alpha dogs. They want to be out there doing what they do. They, they don't feel that the rules apply to them. They, they just want to bring in the job, you know, you know, slay the dragon and move on to the next dragon. And it, and it's somebody else's fault to clean up the, the, you know, the, the keep after, after they've been there. But what we need to understand is that maybe those people should be left to do what they do well and pay them a ridiculously great amount of money to do what they do well, because that's a skill set that not a lot of people have. And it may not be in their best interest to do that. You may be better to take the person who's number three or number four on your sales team, who's always sitting there going, talking to the other salespeople, sitting there going, okay, let's talk about this. Let's work this out. How did you do this? Oh, great. And they're curious about other people. And they're curious about the team. And they're curious about how do we build the processes and procedures in order to make the team better? And elevating that person who is, first of all, not a threat to the alpha because they're not number two. And they're also somebody that has a completely different set of skill sets and can probably even help that alpha be even better than what they are. But they're also going to sit there and say, you know what? I understand the alpha. I understand what the alpha needs. I understand what needs to happen for that person. My job is to sit there and give that person what they need, but focus on the other people to bring them up to the alpha level. 
And I think that we need to sit there and understand that just throwing somebody into the lion's den and not giving them the tools to be able to succeed is like, you know, throwing somebody against the dragon and not getting them a sword. Okay. So it's funny. I I got the visual while you were talking about this is, uh, you know, when you think about like sports teams, the -hmm. team captains aren't necessarily the best players. They're not your MVPs necessarily. Right. And I think that was an analogy right there in my head. I was like, yeah, it totally makes sense. Right. You want a captain that's going to be motivational for the team. When you're talking about the quote alpha performers, there's something about having that drive of a top performer that is inherently selfish. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying the most positive sense as a sales 20 year veteran. Okay. People's I'm, I'm speaking from the sales world, but when you are a top performer, you are looking at ways to make yourself successful in the most efficient manner. And if you're like me, have fun at the same time, but that's a priority. It's fun for me, right? The mentality is me and it's not to imply you're selfish. It just means the mentality to succeed, to compete tends to be selfish in nature. That may not necessarily be the best trait to make a team captain or to make a manager or director or whatever have you. Right. But, if you want them to be that workhorse, that's going to be like inspire the rest of the team to do better and perform better or be that lead dog, if you will, to chase after. I think alpha, like as you described, are the best people for that. Right. And yeah, pay them, pay them for that role. Right. Because that's their value to the team. Let me ask you this, because, you know, if we're going to be talking about like that whole Peter principle. Um, I remember once I got I interviewed for a job. It was for to go from inside to outside, uh, outside sales. Mm-hmm. And of course, I don't have the experience for outside sales. I'm interviewing for the freaking role, right? And I remember interviewing with a certain VP and he literally said to me in the interview, he goes, hey, I admire your optimism and your enthusiasm. And he goes, but let me give you advice. He goes, you're unconsciously incompetent for this role. And I looked at him and I'm like, you MFR. Like, first off, you're basically implying I'm stupid enough to not know that I don't know how to do this job. Right. And so my reply at the time was, thank you for the feedback. You know, nothing about me, a-hole. But anyway, I was like, thank you for the feedback. I'll, I will definitely um, take that into consideration. So help me understand. Why do you think I'm unconsciously incompetent for this role? Mm-hmm. And he just said, well, because you're an inside sales rep, you don't have the experience and you just don't know enough to ask the questions. And I'm like, Perhaps I could get a coach. You know, I'm asking him like I'm kind of digging. Bottom line was he had a buddy that he wanted to have the job. And he was trying to find every single thing to tell me that I wasn't ready for it. Now, I probably very much was unconsciously incompetent for the job because, you know, I, I swing for the I, I swing for the trees. You know, Absolutely. All the time. But. Again, what you were saying, he was had no interest to put any process in place to help me break out of that quadrant. Well, that's a leader that's not sitting there going, OK. This person doesn't have the skills right now, but they have the potential. This is somebody that's moldable. This is somebody that's teachable. This is somebody that's coachable. And I can make them into a great person because they're somebody that's curious and adaptive and resilient. And I think that that's what we need to look at as leadership is what are the skills that this person has and where do we put them in the best position? And I'll tell you this story and then we need to let everybody go is that I have a really good friend who for a long time was the vice president of marketing for a company. And she was miserable. She was absolutely miserable with the the stress load and everything to a point where she ended up having to take six months off because she got sick. Mm. 
And when she came back, you know, the, the owner of the company, and this is a multi-billion dollar corporation, asked her, what did she want to do? And she says, look, this isn't what I want to do. He says, okay, I need a new executive assistant. Your job would be to be able to take care of me and be able to run the foundation. Would this be something that I think you've got the skill set to do this? I think that this would enable you to be successful. Is this something that you would want to do? She's been doing it for 10 years now, and she's amazing at it. And she is the power behind the power. She she is the person that everybody looks to, and she has the ability to, to make more effective change as his EA than she ever could as the VP of, of marketing. You know, and I think that we need to be able to look at people and sit there and say, how can we put the right people in the right place and give them the tools to be able to succeed? So I think that, you know, there's lots that can go on with this. I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts in the comments, but that's my viewpoint. So I'm Ben, this is Sia, and we'll see you soon. Hey, 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 thanks for listening to another episode of Not On This, Business Bites. If you liked what you heard, we most humbly ask that you like, share, and hit that subscribe button. And if you want to communicate more effectively within your organization, contact Ben at yourbrandmarketing.com or me, Sia, at innovationmediaenterprises.com. We can help you build your community, brand awareness, and personality through podcasting. We cannot wait to hear from you. So see you next week for another episode of Not On This, Business Bites.